The Self-Made Billionaire Effect by Mitch Cohen. One sentence summary. The self-made billionaire effect looks at the five dualities billionaires characteristically exhibit, which put them in a different category than most employees, but allow them to have a vision large enough to reach the number of people they need to make their business a billion-dollar enterprise. My favorite quote from the author is, Creativeness is the ability to see relationships where none exist. Mitch Cohen This book is the result of a cooperation of Mitch Cohen, PwC's vice chairman, and one of his colleagues, John Sviokla. They researched self-made billionaires to find out what made them stand out from regular employees, entrepreneurs, and even millionaires. The result is the self-made billionaire effect, which puts self-made billionaires in one of two very distinctive categories of people and observes the five habits, or rather dualities, that allow them to create value on such a massive scale. Want to know if you've got what it takes to be a billionaire? Take a look at these three lessons and see how you stack up. 1. Billionaires are multitaskers. 2. Risk is relative. 3. Producers must partner with performers. Ready for a round of billionaire advice? Let's go! The Self-Made Billionaire Effect, Lesson 1. Billionaires are multitaskers. This answers the question, how do billionaires manage their tasks and projects? Great. I spend a ton of time trying to stop multitasking and helping you do the same. And now this book tells me it's the opposite of what I need to be doing. Not quite. While it's never good to multitask on a micro level, for example, watching TV while reading, billionaires are extremely good at juggling multiple ideas all the time. For example, did you know that while building Microsoft, Bill Gates built two other companies? One for photo and video licensing and one investment company. Many billionaires do this, which makes them, according to the authors, producers. These are people with a clear vision, innovative ideas, and the skills to bring the resources together that'll make them a reality. That makes them different from performers, who are highly specialized and usually very good at executing a particular skill, for example, handling a business's finances, but not coordinating it with marketing, strategy, and product development. Billionaires being multitaskers allows them to embrace some of the dichotomies which make them unique, two of which you will learn about in the next lessons. The Self-Made Billionaire Effect, Lesson 2. Risk is relative. This answers the question, how do billionaires view risk? The fine line between too risky and not promising enough is hard to strike. But billionaires obviously excel at it. What allows them to only take the exact risks they need to take and not more? According to the research from the book, it's not that billionaires take more risks than the average entrepreneur. They roughly take the same amount of them. What helps them take better risks is their relative view of it. Most people focus on the downside when confronted with a risk. Billionaires, however, seem a lot less worried of putting it all on the line again and again if the opportunity is the right one to take. They realize which opportunities are great ones, and if they are, then they are cool with taking a loss if they don't work out. For example, Michael Bloomberg worked as an investment banker and got fired shortly after a promotion because his bank was acquired. Instead of taking another investment bank job, he used his $10 million severance package to then start his own company, providing market research data to big companies, which ballooned to over 15,000 people over the years. However, 
In 2001, he had a chance to become the mayor of New York City and left his position as CEO to take it, only to return to it in 2014 after three terms as mayor. He knew exactly which of his previous accomplishments he could leave behind without jeopardizing his or their future. And that's what makes him such an anomaly and the eighth richest person in the world. The self-made billionaire effect lesson three. Producers must partner with performers. This answers the question, what is something billionaires absolutely need to succeed and can't do their work without? Being producers, billionaires must, however, partner with performers in order to succeed. Imagine Steve Jobs without Steve Wozniak. You'd have an incredibly creative and visionary human being with charming people skills who couldn't build a single computer. But the same holds up the other way around. Steve Wozniak's incredible manufacturing and electrical engineering skills would have amounted to nothing more than a few fun gadgets and a couple thousand bucks had he not teamed up with Steve to bring the Apple One to the world. A producer usually has the big picture in really great control, but thus can't fully concentrate on the single aspects that can sometimes make or break a business, such as product manufacturing, accounting, marketing or HR. That's why producers have to partner with the right performers at the right time in order to actually build the billion dollar business they have inside of them. My personal takeaways from the self-made billionaire effect for 2017. Okay, as you saw, the basic premise this this book makes is that the world is divided into producers and performers with obviously way more people being performers and the producers being the ones that can coordinate this whole thing, right? They have the overlook, the oversight, the big vision in the future. They see all the parts of the machine, how they have to go together, what has to go where. And then they need to assemble the pieces and... and, uh, gobble up the resources and bring everything together to make it work. Um, I think that's, to me, that makes a lot of sense because if you're going to be the CEO of a billion dollar company, there's really no other way, like you have to manage a lot of stuff, right? That's the only way it works. Um, And so far, and there are very few like artist billionaires. I think JK Rowling was the first billionaire author ever in the history of the world. Um, so obviously business is still the number one track for self-made billionaires to become self-made billionaires. Um, so, so that's the basic assumption, the basic premise of the book. And then the dichotomies it goes into or the dualities, I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, because I recently wrote a post about successful people. I think the question was very similar, like what are the habits of successful people? And then I wrote on a whole list of them and they were all opposite sets of habits like reading, not reading, sleeping very little, sleeping a lot, Um, like caring about other people's opinions and their feedback, like not giving a damn about it. Right. So these were all opposite pairs of habits. And then I gave several examples for each one of them. And this post was really popular because it highlighted that the only thing these people really do, like successful people in general, not just billionaires, is that they know themselves well and they know that when in each of these dichotomies of what like if there's a spectrum like from waking up sleeping two hours to sleeping 10 hours a day or 14 uh, or 4 to 14 in the spectrum you can't just 
take you can if you if just one end works for you then you should build your life in a way that allows you to take that end yes right but and i think this is what billionaires do they decide which side of the spectrum they want to be on or they can be on they can function at for whatever makes the most sense right now so someone like elon musk very, sleeps very little um or someone like uh, because i don't know musk's sleep habits too too well I know that for Gary Vaynerchuk, he says he tries to get six hours of sleep during the week. Um, he may catch up on weekends, but I know there's lots of weeks where he doesn't get that and it ends less. But then again, he has other days or, or when he goes on vacation for two weeks where he completely clocks out and sleeps like 14 hours a day. So he knows that the spectrum is flexible. And I think this, this not being afraid of being a contradiction, that's one of the key things that makes billionaires, right? Same with the risks. Like they see things as objectively as they possibly can. And then they say, is this really a risk? Yes or no. And if it is, if it's the right risk, then I'm going to take it. I think Elon Musk said, uh, if what you're doing is important enough, you try it anyway, even if the odds are not in your favor. And that's, that's how he explains why he put all his money into SpaceX repeatedly. They had three rocket launches, which all failed. And technically, they thought at three, they were done. They somehow managed to get together the resources for a fourth last launch. And when they did that, the last one worked. But they didn't have the money to do more, right? So they couldn't have done another one. But to him, that was a risk. Yes, very real. But he also knew he was going to be fine. Like, even if he went bankrupt, he could just start again. Um, but it was important enough because space travel had stagnated for years. So he was like, okay, let's do this anyway, right? Um, and then the last one, I love how, how it says like, okay, so billionaires are producers, but they have to partner with performers because otherwise they're not going to win anyways. Uh, so even billionaires, they can't do it all by themselves. Um, and that's another contradiction, another dichotomy, right? So e these are amazing people with amazing skills and capabilities, but even they, if they n don't, manage to get together the right group of people they won't succeed and they won't reach their billionaire status which is what this book is all about um i think uh, i want to wrap this up with another quote which i can't remember where it came from but the basic idea or the quote is uh, if you want to make a billion dollars help a billion people And I think that's pretty accurate, right? So it might not always be a billion people, but obviously you have to build something very large that helps a lot of people. Um, and there's so many things go into it, right? Like luck and timing and so on. There's so many things you can't control. But I think the good part about this is that if you're not a billionaire or if you think you, you might not have what it takes to be a billionaire, I think that quote really puts it into perspective because... Do you think you want to build something that's so big that it has the chance to help or reach a, a billion people? Do you even want that? Do you want to be in the spotlight like that? Do you think you have the guts to stomach that, to take that much risk? And so on and so forth. For me, I know I probably don't. So uh, I'm not shooting to be a billionaire. I don't care. Um, and I'm, I'm not doing things that are very likely to make it happen because I'm not even building a business. I'm building like a solo entrepreneur thing here. So that's not my goal. Um, and I think that's perfectly okay too, because after all, there's like the percentage of people that are billionaires are like 0.01%, I don't know, it's very little. Um, so it's really not for everyone, obviously. 
but being aware of that and and learning that lesson is a valuable lesson to learn too right so that you will be okay with not being a billionaire so before you go around telling your friends what billion dollar idea you have or how you will be the next mark zuckerberg you know tone it down a little do a little research see if you can actually pull it off um and then if you still think you're going to be a billionaire i wish you nothing but the best of luck see you on the next summary